Okay, let's begin Parshas Mishpatim. Parshas Mishpatim, Tavshin, Pei Aleph. And tonight's Shira is sponsored, L'Rafua Shalema, Shira Bas Dvoralea. Shira Bas Dvoralea, L'Rafua Shalema. She should have a Rafua Shalema Bikarov. So we continue, <coughs> and we start, really, with Eila Mishpatim, Echatasim Lefnehem. As Rashi quotes at the beginning of the parasha, Ve'ela HaMishpatim. Kalmakam Shnemer Ela Kaf Pasal Asar Rishonim Ve'ela Mosef Al Rishonim. So this is adding on to Har Sinai. But then the next Rashi Lifnehem. What does Lifnehem mean? So Rashi quotes a couple of Pshatim. Asher Tasim Lifnehem Kishulchan Ha'aruch Umuchan Leechol Lifnei Ha'Adam. Like a set table that's ready to eat Lifnei Ha'Adam in front of a person. So. Kaddish Baruch was telling Moshe Rabbeinu, you can't just tell them quickly and they don't get it and they don't understand it, but it has to be something that they understand that's clear and set in front of them. And you have it there in the source number one, that is the name of Rabbi Akiva, Archam of Kishokhan Aruch. Ask the Drash David a fascinating question. Fascinating question. Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded to give B'nai Yisrael the entire Torah like a set table. Set table, everything's, everything is straight, everything is uh, understand, understandable. Amal HaKadosh Baruch HaLemoshe, line 7, Lo tal al-dayit ashanel lahem paperek v'alacha shtayim o shalosh pa'amim. I will teach them two, one, two or three times, achetei sdura b'fiyem b'mish k'mishnasa. So it is clear, and I don't have to like push myself. I'll say it to them and then they can figure out the rest. No. Like I said, table. Is this the way that we understand Torah and acquisition of Torah? Hard work. And Amelus is one of the basic conditions for Asagas HaTorah. Kvish Amru Chazal. In Bechukose Telechos Leos Amelam BaTorah. Amelus BaTorah. Isn't that a, a, a prerequisite, a sine qua non for, for, get, for accomplishing and being successful? V'yod Amru, the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Adam La'amal Yulad La'amol Torah Nivra. We're created to be Amel BaTorah. V'chim Atzina B'Mishnah. Kach Yidarka Shal Torah. V'chai Yitzar Tichya BaTorah Ta'amel. Nimsa. How are you calling it Torah? <laughs> with Amelus, with hard work. One has to work hard in understanding the Torah. So the question is, what exactly are we to, how are we to understand that HaKadosh Baruch does Moshe Rabbeinu, give it to them like a Shulchan Aruch, give it to them like a set table. So it's simple to them, that it's easy. Not only is, is there a Lechachila of Amelus, but what does the Gemara say in Mesech Shabbos? That if we're not Amel in Torah, it doesn't stay with us, and and we we don't we don't get it fully. Also on the top left. You're not just missing an element, but Torah itself is not Mekuyim. Right? If you kill yourself on it, why did Hashem tell Moshe Rabbeinu to make it so easy, so to speak? Make it so simple. Make it clear to them. 
And even though he says, We know that we have over the years, obviously, ready from the Mishnah and the Gemara, and we have Kitsurim, and we have the Rosh, and we have the Rambam, and we have the Tur, we have the Shulchan Aruch. So, isn't that, doesn't that make it easy? No. We wouldn't remember anything, so this had to be written. But obviously, Right, <laughs> it should be limera Torah with Yigia. So this is lola This is the first time Torah is being transmitted. So shouldn't it be transmitted in a way that is uh, understandable? But you have to work, says the Drash Venira bevira How do you put together Shulchan Aruch Lafanehem and Amelus? She'en kol stira ben advarim. Let me just, I'll preface it with this, what he's about to say. We live in a day, in a uh, time period where probably there are more kitzur svarim than ever before. If you ever want to know any area of halacha, right, you have a kilchasa sefer, you have mayim achronim kilchasa, and you have uh, shiluach hakan kilchasa, besides the shulchan arach and all the Hebrew svarim, English svarim, <laughs> any, say, anything you want to know, right? How do you, how do many rabbanim prepare shiurim? We go backwards. Sometimes we'll find an article about something and go backwards and look up the marmakomos, right? So we save time and it's dvarim kitsurim. We don't have to have a melus bizvanazeh. We don't have to have a melus in learning, even if something is aruch, shulchan aruch, it doesn't mean that hard work is not needed. What did he mean? He wasn't taking away the amelus. It's only through hard work. But Hashem commanded them to teach them the Tameh HaMitzvos, the background. Help them understand it. Help them appreciate the Halacha and the Misora, not just, not just dry cut Halacha, do this, do that. That way they can understand and appreciate it. Shebekach yelimuda begeder Shulchan Aruch. Not Shulchan Aruch that they won't have to work. Shulchan Aruch so things are clear. Even if something's clear, it doesn't mean that you don't have to work to be kona it and to apply it in other cases. V'yuchu levaris Halacha pitamet to remember everything. That's what Rashi means. Lo tal al don't say ashanalem aperek v'alacha shtayim o shalosh pamim until it's stirred up afihem. No, af mitchila yada Moshe shish lachzul shanin is divrei Torah l'shol kama v'kama pamim. Yes, that doesn't take away. Give them a tamei hadvarim upiushehem, because only in that way rak bofanzei yadvarim berurim lahem kashulchan aruch umuchan laachila. And that's what he says. Again, we live in a dar. Towards the end now, on the top of the second page. There's no generation that one can be Kona Torah in without the Amelos, without the hard work. In our generation, how many Rebekah Eggers are we producing? How many, how many greats? How many, right? Even with the Agiyah, we have to have the Amelos. There are many Sifrei Kitsurim. Right, the Amelus is still required. Yeridas Hadoros. They saw we needed this, and every generation we need it, we need it, we need it. As as we have so many beautiful smarm out that make it Kishulchan Aruch. So many Sifram and Halacha in Machshava that make it Shulchan Aruch Lefanenu. So we appreciate and we delve and it's and it's Aruch Bifanenu, but it is not a reality that would take away the Amelus. And that's the Draj David. And that's what a Rebbe has to do. A Rebbe has to make things clear to the Talmudim. 
But that doesn't take away the amelus that the Talmidim have to have because it works It works both ways. Okay, Mishpatim has so many different halachas. Ben Adam HaMakom, Ben Adam HaChaveiro intertwined. So as we do each year, we'll pick out a couple of the halachos and try to learn messages from them. Much of Baba Kama, much of Baba Metziah are all in this parsha. So let's talk a little bit about Dalit Vehei, as it's known, the last passing in Parachaf Aleph. Ki Yignov Ish Shar Oseh. If somebody steals an ox or a sheep, utzvacha o mecharo, shechs it or sells it, chamisha bakar yishalim tachas hashor, va'arba hatzon tachas haseh. Five bakar he has to pay for the ox, four tzon he has to pay for the seh. So a ganav and a ganav has to pay for the um, extra, so to speak, the special knas, the that we have to uh, that we have to uh, to do. Says Rashi. Says Rashi, Chamisha Bakar, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, Chos Hamakom Al Kfodin Shalabrios. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has Rachmanis on Kfodin Shalabrios, has Rachmanis for the Kavod Shor Shaholich Baraglav. What do you mean? An ox that walks in the Ganav didn't have to carry the ox. Volonis Baza Boaganav Lenosok Tefo, and the Ganav didn't have to be embarrassed about carrying on its shoulder. He just walks out with the ox. Mishalim Chamisha. So he didn't have the Bizayos. So he has to pay more. A seh that he has to carry on his shoulder. See, it's a little embarrassing to have to carry a sheep on the shoulder. He has to pay one less. Because he was nisbaze, because he was embarrassed. Says Rav Yeruchim, what do we see from this, um, from this uh, chazal? What do we see from this chazal? Says Rav Yeruchim in his unique... Psychological, as Rav Yerucham is always behind in the mind, Nora Umav Hilma'od, line three. If we think about this deeply, there's something amazing. We're talking about judgment. We're talking about uh, what is going to be the halacha in this case. We're going to punish a ganav. We're talking about the Ganav. The Ganav stole. The Ganav took this guy's ox. He took his livelihood. He couldn't go to work that day. And we're thinking about whether the Ganav was a little more embarrassed during the Maisa Geneva. Umagam cheshbonos dakos ke'elu asher ha-Ganav ba'atzmo aflo sam lebalim. If he asked the Ganav, he didn't even really focus on it. You think he felt more embarrassment? When he was carrying the sheep, below here gishpaim klal. Vema yinu mivim becheshbon mashu belechto lignov. Haylo leganav lisalav as asula. What do you mean to go to go steal? Didn't he have to schlep the ladder? That's hard work. Vuhayef mizeh. He's tired from that. Hakazos nikra mishpat. Halozeh rom madrigas chesed verachemim. This is the mishpat of a kadosh baruch hu. Kadosh Baruch Hu is so medactic, Kachutasaira. He's so exact. Every single thing that happens to us in life, Latov or the opposite of Tov, Rachmano Litzlan, Kadosh Baruch Hu. In the Din, he has the Chesed. In the Chesed, he has the Din. Tachlis Chem Levachanina. Hine Mishpat Atar Maybe as Eila Kulam Becheshbon. The Mishpat of Hakadosh Baruch Hu takes everything into account. Vegamod Menachavahem Chamishes Menaonesh Seshenos Oktevo Mishalim Arba. Can we fathom this? We can't. But that's what we say in Tehillim every Shabbos morning. Mishpate Hashem Emes. Mishpat Heinu Emes Betachlis. Belikol Vitor Kal. Hashem is not Mavater on anything in any direction. If somebody does something wrong, then we, <coughs> um, 
get punished for it. If we do something right, we get rewarded for it. Then even in the right, then in the wrong, HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at every little action. If somebody says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mevater on something, not out of Rachmanis in terms of somebody does tshuva, but the act itself. Tzadku yachtov, mishpat v'tztaka yachtov heim, zeo yesod mishpatei Hashem, shachadurim heim akol kach v'tztaka, the din has so much stucka in it, ad shagam chesh ben kal kazeh, shal sesh in nosok tefo, even the gun of carrying out the sheep, eno nevan milovo b'diyon ha-mishpat, lo ke mishpatei ha-olam mishpatei Hashem, b'mishpatei ha-olam, kishashoftim ganav ban maizak and evaso, when you go to a case, you judge the ganav, you don't look at other things. You don't look at his family and what it's going to do to everybody else around or even within him. You don't do that in a human court. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could do that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has everything in mind. And that's even, he says, what Avram Avinu was davening for. Avram Avinu on line 33 by Sodom. When Avram Avinu says, V'ashem Amar, HaMachasani me Avram, Asher Ani Ose, am I going to hide from Avraham? Why? What do you mean, Avraham? Says the Ramban. He quotes the Ramban. He knows. He recognizes that I am Hashem who loves Staka and Mishpat. My Mishpat is with Staka, Hashem says. That's why he says to follow HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because there's nothing as... as Mishpat B'Tzedek as following HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this mitzvah and this difference in Knas is what highlights it so much. Avram Avinu in source number four now. Hu HaYodeya HaSod HaGadol SheMishpatei Hashem Heim B'Tzedaka Avram Avinu knew the great secret. It's not like human courts. When we go through any type of tzara over the past year, we've all had difficulties. We've all had, some have had terrible, terrible tzaras and, and suffering, and we've lost so many people nationally and personally. And any little headache in life, we have to recognize that Baruch Hu has it all in part of the larger picture. Part of the larger picture is HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, doing mishpat b'tztaka and staka b'mishpat. And this halacha of the four and the five of the sen, and the shor, reflects this in a certain way. Related to that is another <laughs> amazing, intense thought by Rav Salvechik. It's, it's a medrash. The medrash is what's intense, but Rav Salvechik uh, illustrates the medrash a little, a little more. We have, as we know here, we have Baba Kama and we have Baba Metzia. We have Baba Metzia. We have all the parshios and sections about Shomrim. Right? We have Kiten Ish El Re'eyu, Perach Abeis Pasig Tes. Kishi Kiten Ish El Re'eyu, Chamor Oseh, Shor Oseh, Vachol Behemol Lashmar, Umeis, Onishpar, Onishpar, Yen Ro'eh, Shuas Hazem Tiyah Ben Shtayim, Emol Shalach Yado, Velachas Re'eyu, Velachas Bab Lo Yishalem, Vim Gonev Yigonevi, Emo Yishan Lebala, This is Shomer Sachar. Right? Then you have Shoel, earlier you had Shomer Chinam. So this is about a Pikadon. Pikadon, a pikadon is something that we are given, a shomer is given to guard, to take care of. Says Rev Salvechik in source number five. We are all shomrim for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem gave us all a pikadon. And that pikadon is our neshama. Maybe that pikadon is also our guf. You could say we are our neshama and the pikadon is the guf. But either way, Hashem gives us life. Judaism asserts that man is the property of God. As we recite in the Slichos, 
Hanashamalach v'haguf shalach. The soul is yours, the body is yours. All of man's talents, endowments, qualities, his very personality are owned by God. Everything, obviously, I'm not, I'm not allowed to be sholeach yad b'pikadon. I'm allowed to use it without permission of the mafkid. Man's activities must therefore be in conformity with the will of God. Man's body and soul are governed by the general rule articulated with respect to deposits of personal property with another for safekeeping. All the rules. We can't be posheya. We can't make it lost. We can't let it get stolen. And that's why on Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur, right? V'nikra balabais elho elohim, elho elohim, right? We have to go to the judges. If we, if we're Rosh Yad, if we're Yad, we have to convince HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we didn't misappropriate the deposit. And that's what we say in Yadenu. Life is about Shmira. Life is about Picadon. And then he quotes the story that some of you might be familiar with, the story about Rabbi Meir and his wife, Beria. They had the, pr- the proud parents of beautiful twin boys who, Rahman al-Islam, they died of an extended illness over Shabbos. Throughout the Shabbos, Beria didn't tell Rabbi Meir of the tragedy. He didn't want to, she didn't want to <coughs> mar his Shabbos oneg. But as the day was coming to an end, Beria had to tell the terrible news to, to Rabbi Meir. After Abdallah Bruria related the following mushal to Rebbe Meir, he asked, she asked a halachic question. Some time ago, a certain man came and left two diamonds in my trust. Pikadon. He asked for them back. Should I give it back to him? And Rebbe Meir said, yes. What do you mean? If he gave you a pikadon, two diamonds, you have to give it back. And then Bruria told him the news. As moving as this story is, this is Rev Salvechik at his uh, amazing theatrical and creative heights. The halachic question posed by Bruria seems trivial. Was there any doubt that the owner of the diamonds had the right to take them back? What was she, what was she asking? Why would Bruria ask her husband for a ruling in such a simple case? So he says, let's add on some color to the medrash. A mysterious stranger, his face hidden behind a dark cloak, knocks at Bruria's door. As she opens the door, the stranger silently thrusts a small box into her hands and vanishes into the night. The puzzle Bruria opens the box and is startled to find two beautiful diamonds. She wonders, did the stranger intend to place the diamonds in her trust for safekeeping? Or was it a gift? Bruria resolves to wait a few weeks to see if the stranger returns to claim his package. She meticulously takes care of the diamonds in accordance with all the applicable laws of Picadon as she waits for the stranger to return. Weeks, months, years later, and the stranger has not appeared. Bruria thinks to herself, maybe the stranger is no longer alive. Maybe, right, maybe it's forever. Maybe it was meant to be an outright gift and not just a Picadon. On a fateful Shabbos years later, Bruria is startled to again hear a knock at the door. Hurriedly donning her robe, Bruria answers the door. The mysterious stranger with a hidden face is back. He grabs the diamonds and once again quickly and silently disappears. That's the story of Bruria and Rebbe Meher. Unlike a normal picadon where an item is held in safekeeping for a specific period of time as prescribed by the owner, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's picadon, it's open-ended. The period of safekeeping for Hashem's Pikadon, does not have an end. He is the hidden stranger who thrusts upon man all sorts of items of value, money, honor, health, wisdom, children. His face is obscured and he says nothing. We often make Bruria's mistake. We begin to think of God's Pikadon as a gift. It's mine. 
Only later and often under tragic circumstances are we forced to confront the fact that God does not give us these items outright, even our health, right? Even, you know, the most basic essences, who we are, they're pikadon. And Hashem chooses to take them back when he zooms with his mishpat and tzedek, as we just discussed. They're only entrusted to us for safekeeping if we guard them properly. God may allow us to take them longer, if not, or even just for reasons that are beyond us. Kodesh Baruch Hu might say it's time for the pikadon to come back. That's how Rav Salvechik reads the Parsha of Shomrim. It's not just about Shomrim, it's about life. Okay. <laughs> we continue, Parach of Gimel. Parach of Gimel says the Torah, Lo Sisa Shema Shav. What does that mean? Lo Sisa Shema Shav. Ra'onkalis, and Rashi quotes the Onkalis, Lo Sekabel Shema Dishkar. Do not accept something, a falsehood. Don't accept the falsehood, Rashi. Right? Don't accept lashon hara. And then Rashi adds, "Uledayon shelo yishma debrei baldin, atshayavo baldin chaveiro." A dayon is not allowed to hear the one side of the arguments from one party until the other one is present. Right? You have to have both there. You have to the defendant and the prosecutor there in bezdin. You can't hear one without the other. So again, we read this Rashi, we're like, okay, that's good for a Dayan. Right? A Dayan has to be fair, he has to hear both. What does that have to do with my life? And Rav Chaim Shvalevitz brings it home to us in a clear and insightful way. Says Rav Chaim Shvalevitz in the Sichos Musr, in Maimur Mem Zayin. He quotes this Chazal, and we know it's an Isser Daraisa, the Ramam counts it. It's an Isser Daraisa, lo Sisa Shem Ashav. The Ramam says, Hizir HaShofet Shalom Lishmoa Echon Mibalidin Shalom Bifnei Baldino. Right? He can't have, the Baldin can't have a upper hand. And that's why he can't go first. And that's the Medrash. The Medrash tells us, he quotes another Pasik, says Rav Yerucham. Upiresh Haralbag on the Pasik and Mishlet. Sadik Harishon Berivo Bareu Vachakro. Velazeh Yeetzel Shofet Haish Harishon. Shayavalafanat Sadik Bedivirivo. If the Dayan hears someone say something, Yamil Advarav, he'll believe him. Vikashayavo Reo Lagilo Hefechadvaramahem. Lo Yaminuhu, he won't believe him because it's already ingrained in his heart. The first, the first party's words. You'll have to, it'll take a, a lot of effort to undo the first words. Says the Sichas Musar, this is, this is human nature. We are so influenced by step one in our thinking that we get so, we get so stubborn in our thinking and it's so hard to undo it. And he gives many examples. Ulakishis Bonain, line 20. Kainu etala adam bechalin yanav. The first muskal, the first idea that comes into our mind, we won't listen to another day of alone. We don't want to listen. We don't want to change what we think. We do everything, and he will do everything to, to stand strong in his das. And this, is, this brings people down. He's meshubed to his first muskal. And he is like someone, like, like 
It's like MS. Whatever he's thinking is MS. He can't move. And the Shach quotes the Bala Eater even in Hilchas Edus. If Edim, Shehiduk Shayu Krovim, first they were Krovim and therefore they couldn't testify and then they were Rechokim, they can't, they can't testify again now that they're Ksherim. Da'avit Inish Lachsuke Tibure. What does that mean? Because whatever we said at first, whatever we felt at first, it's so hard for us to change. And we get stuck in a certain thinking because we don't want to change. We don't want to be criticized by ourselves. We don't want to be criticized by others. And he says that's maybe a deeper idea of the Gemara in Sanhedrin. A Ben Olam Abba is somebody who's humble and somebody who's bends at the knees. What's the extra lushan of Shvalberech? Ein Mesores Hashas. It's possible. Someone who could go back on themselves. They're humble to themselves. To what they're originally thinking. And that, a person could be an anav, but then once he thinks something, it's hard to change. But that's, that's what's added. And maybe that's the goblus of Beis Hillel. He continues. We're familiar with the Gemara in Erevin, Dafyud Gimel. The Basko that went out and said the halacha is like Beis Hillel. Why was Beis Hillel zochet to that Basko? The Gemara says, because they were meek and they were, let themselves, you know, be aluv, be insulted, so to speak. And they studied Beis words. They let Beishamai go first. So Lachora Hapirushu, what is the what is the what you might say the Pasha Pshat? It's like Schar, they're humble, so Hashem says, okay. Bishar there anava, but says your Khaishwalevitz maybe it's deeper. Yesh Lafarish Oj Shainkan Matan Schar Greda. It's not just Schar. Elazuya Derach Lahagiela Mita Shaltora. This is getting to the MS. When you study someone else's opinion and really pit it against yours and try to see who's right. When you have chavrusas that are fighting and they really just want to get to the MS and each one is ready to give up their shita if they could be proven wrong. If somebody really is machzik in their own das, they don't listen to their friend's das. And he'll stay in their mistake. Basil was machshid the das of the other. And they were mocked him. Before they decided ultimately themselves, they studied the other opinion. And that's what made it, that's what made their shita closer to the emeth. That's why they were zoche. So we have it in Hilchas Edus from the Shach. We have it Sanhedrin, that's Anabushval Ruach. We have it here, Beis Hillel. That's why he was zoche. And now on the bottom, our entire life, we could be plagued by this mida that doesn't let us change what we think. And even if we recognize that we made a mistake, it's hard to change. With all the strategies, he, he, he defends himself. He rewrites history. Even when he's on right at the end of his life. It's hard. Right, and he brings the story about Hananiah ben Azur, one of the Nevi'e Sheker, that Yermiyo Anavi says, right, this year you're going to die. 
You're going to die this year. And Chazal say they died on Erev Rosh Hashanah. He died the last day of the year. Right? Your Miyosin is going to die that year. He died. She grew Lacha Rosh Hashanah. He told his kids, don't keep me in the house. Bury me after Rosh Hashanah. So that people will think that your Miyohu, that your Miyohu was wrong. And I didn't die this year. He's on his deathbed. He's a Navi Sheker. He's about to die. Magdoli midas ha'akshus ba'adam. Show you omid at safa maves. Again, a lot of messages from that story. Ve'enav ra'oz as ha'emes shebefir miyo. You see him, yo said, and he's dying. Ve'nochachu vadas ki darko avilo so sholi. He's going down. Ve'afal pikein. Ve'mahu osik bo sashar. What's he focused on? Ve'tachsisi erma. How could I... How could I negate Yermio's coven in people's eyes? How could I try to prove that Nevuah of Yermio is Sheker? He knows. He knows it's a lie. He knows it's a lie. And so, again, he quotes more and more examples. In Isha Sota, we take her around from place to place to try to be Miyagea her. Again, she knows if she drinks the water, what's going to happen? And yet, right, again, this, this is a message of two things. You could use this just for how hard it is to do tshuva. But this, these are the first examples weren't about tshuva. The first examples were just about our original Das. These are examples of of, uh, of Shuva. But here's another one. Yisro, last week's parsha, Vayichad Yisro, read it Rashi, quote, Vayismach Risho, he was happy, Zeo Pshuto. And Rashi quotes Medrash Agada, Naaseh Besaro Chidudin Chidudin. Right, he got pricklies on his skin. Meitzar al Ibud Mitzrayim, he was a little upset. The Mitzrayim died. People always think from about what they where they came from. So says Venera, says Right, we think they're opposites. He was happy, he was not happy. No, they're both true. He was Sameach, right? He was a Jew. Because that's natural. We have certain feelings. He couldn't get it totally out. The Noselo Kesher called to Hular Mach and it's star. He was mitstar on their Ason a little bit. And finally, the last example he brings. Famous example of Chiel. Chiel Yoshua ben Nun cursed anyone who re- would rebuild Yericho. His children will die. And Chiel, say from Malachim Allah Perak Zion, he rebuilds Yericho, and as he's building Yericho, his children keep dying, one after the other after the other, and he didn't stop. Because he was moxic in his das that I'm right. He was moxic that nobody else could be right, I'm right. How did he continue? He couldn't stop. Because he couldn't think outside of his own das. He wouldn't be able to. And that's why, says Rechaim Shmulevitz, that's the message of this passage. Losis Hashem Ashav. One baldin can't see their words in front of, before the other baldin comes. Okay. Moving right along to the story in the second part of the parsha, many halachas, but now let's go to the story. By Shishi. Hashem says, I'm going to send a malach in front of you. Lishmarcha badarech. 
to guard you. To bring you to the place that I have prepared, I'm going to bring you to Eretz Yisrael. Says Rashi, Hashem is already announcing to them that they're going to sin. That's what it means, Malach. Meaning indirect hashgacha. Hashem's going to do it by shliach, by proxy. I'm not going to go up like we have later on, like we have later on after the Egel. Hashem, Hashem already announces it here. Asks Rav Saratskin, the Zion Latorah, this is a two part thought. Question, answer, question, answer. First question, why now? Why does he have to, Hashem have to tell B'nai Yisrael this now? Right, Rashi says, this is alluding to the same, right, the same story. Rashi says later on, Paraklamid Gimel, Pasik Gimel, right, after the Egel, right, what happens? Hashem says, I'm not going in amongst them. They are stubborn. If I'm there, there's a danger that I might just destroy. I might get just so upset. Right? That's the, the same Malach. So asks the Zayim Torah if it's the same Malach, so why was there no reaction here and only a reaction there? Right? What happens here? Hashem says, I'm sending a Malach. Listen to him. Because if you don't listen to him, there's going to be Tzarek. And there's no reaction recorded. Back in Kis- later on in Kisisa, right after Shalach Malach, Pasik Dalid, Vayishma Ha'am Es Hadavar Hara Hazeh. They heard this terrible thing, Rashi there, Shein Shechin Ashora Umeches Imam. The Shechin is not going with them. Vayisabalu. Right? And they mourned. Velo Shasu Ish Edyo Alav. And they didn't put on their crowns. Rashi, Ksarim She Nitnu Lahem Bechorev, Kishamru Nasev Anishma. Right? They were, they were mortified. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to come with them. So Hashem announced the same thing here, but it's referring to the same story, same word, Sholech Malach. So why weren't they upset here? Why weren't they upset? So we'll get to the other question in a minute. So Sir says, Rev Saratskin, why didn't they get upset here? At this stage, they thought they were on top of the world. They just had our Sinai. And they saw the first two Dibras from Hashem. They had Tchis Mason before to them. Like, sin wasn't even on their radar. They w- didn't think of any kind of danger. They didn't think there was anything to worry about. Who thinks of hate right after Harsinai? Right? We were on high. You want to say later on? Ah, it's never going to happen. Or even if it's going to happen, we're not nervous that we're not going to have a Shem with us to ask for Achmanis because we're not going to sin anyway. But later on in Kisisa, they realized that they're human with their frailties. They realized that they could fall at any moment. And now they hear Hashem, the ultimate Melech Rachman, is not going to be with them. So that's step one. Why didn't they have the reaction here and not there? Because the sin wasn't even on their radar here. Okay, but now the next question. Why mention this in that all? 
Right? It's kind of like what Moshe Rabbeinu said by Ekash or Eka. Why are you telling them on the Tsaris? Let them deal with this situation. Oh, and Hashem changes. Eka. <laughs> so not exactly the same thing. But it's saying, why mention this now? Let him enjoy after Maim and Arsinai. Don't, right? So to speak, it was, it was meant to happen. Hashem knew, but Etzim Adav to move on. Loma Ne'emra Parsha Zukam Terem Shachatu. But Loma Biser Hashem Lama. Hashem was Mavaser. Mavaser usually is Bisoros Tovos. Kol Mavaser, Mavaser V'yomer. So, So, how, how is it? The nearly nifla. Let me explain. This was a tremendous gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He told us we're going to sin, he's going to send the Malach? Let me explain. A Rambam, maybe we're familiar with the Rambam in his Haktama to Seder Zraim, and also the Rambam has it in Hilchos Yisodiyat Torah. If Hashem promises somebody that he's going to do a tova for them, then he sins. Does Hashem have to give that tova? No. Remember, Yaakov Avinu is worried. Shema garam hachet. Fine, I, Hashem promised, but maybe I messed up. But, says the Rambam in those places, But the rule is, if they if Hashem promises a goodness through a Navi, not just to a person himself, but to a, through a Navi, If a Navi said it, Hashem is not going to let a Navi be proven false. If the Navi says something bad is going to happen, then fine. Maybe people did tshuva. But if something good is going to happen, no matter what they do, Hashem is going to stay with them and do the good. There was never a midah tova that went out. That was chozel ara. Why? Because if a Navi says it, Hashem doesn't want to make the Navi look uh, look like badai. So here says the Rav Saratskin. Like we just, what we learned in Mesechah's Megillah, Hashem is makhtim refuah l'maka, so here too, he's makhtim refuah. U'lefiseder ha-mo-ra-os. Tzri cha'ata achrei simas ha-mishpatim lavo parshas alay elay ha-hara. Right, if, if mishpatim is all said about Maimon Arsinai, so what is Pasik Chaf in Perech of Gimel doing till the end of the Perech? What is this doing there? That Hashem promises he's going to be with us even though we're going to... Uh, you should serve Hashem, and it's going to give you all these brachas. I'm going to, I'm going to go into Eretz Yisrael. I'm going to drive them out. What is this doing there? Just finish my Ben Arsinai. Why is this story here? Ulafi seder amoros answer of Rav Zalman Saratskin. Sriyachata achari simas hamishpatim lavo parshas alei leihara v'yacharkaf parshas haegel. Ela sha'aratot. The problem was up until now, Hashem promised Avram what was going to happen to him. To Yitzchak, what was going to happen to him? To Yaakov, Lasaisus Ereskan Lazaram, Avashalom Al Yedei Navi. Hashem never promised to someone through a Navi. He told Avram what was going to happen to him and his descendants. He told, but he didn't have that that locked in goodness through a Navi that he wouldn't be able to turn back on. Avashalom Al Yedei Navi, Vakasha Diber Moshe, Hayimadaber Rak Alaf Tachash Nei Laavos. Up until now, he just told Moshe, "I'm going to fulfill exactly what I told the Avos." There wasn't a new promise. Below haftacha chadasha al yedei Moshe nevio turning over. It wasn't anything new. So when bnei Yisrael sinned, there would be a kitro again. Say, forget it. The deal's over. 
gave this nevuah. You're going to sin, but I'm going to take you into Eretz Yisrael. To Kaviyacho, lock himself in. This is to B'nai Yisrael, but through Moshe, through a Navi. It's not mentioned. This, where does it say anything here about Avram Yisrael and Yaakov? Hashem says, be careful, I'll tell Merbo, I'll get rid of your oivim, I'll drive out all the nations. This is nothing to do with the Avos here. It's a new promise about B'nai Yisrael, something good to happen. So yes, there was a Malach here, and that was the difference, but that's why they didn't complain. El Moshe Lomar Lebnei Yisrael. Umemela Lotisbatel Nevuazu. So this Nevuah wouldn't be Nismatel, and that was the goodness that Akadish Baruch Hu was giving Klal Yisrael uh, in this sense. The special bracha, he was Makdim Refua Lamaka. So we can never have, on a national level, Shema Yigrom Hachit. Okay. Moving right along, Perach of Gimel now. Pasuk test towards the end. I'm sorry. This is right beforehand. Right beforehand. I forgot to mention this thought. It was just out of order on my paper. Let's just go back for a moment. And then we'll get to the end. The ger, another halacha. The ger lo tilchats do not oppress the ger. Right? There are many times, more than 30 times, the Gemara Bamatia tells us. The Torah tells us, think about the ger. Do not oppress him. V'yatem yidatem as nefesh ger. Because you know the nefesh of the ger. Ki ger ma'yisem eretz mitzrayim. Right, you know the Nefesh Hager, Rabbi Sachs, in his Sefer, Judaism, Judaism's Life-Changing Ideas, here in Source Number 10, he said this Pasuk is telling us another radical idea in terms of law. First he quotes, he quotes, as he always does from numbers, numerous books, he quotes a story of a young American living in Japan to study Aikido, he's sitting on the train one time, and... There were some mothers with children, some elderly people there going shopping. And then at one of the stations, the doors opened and a man staggered into the carriage, shouting, drunk, dirty, and aggressive. He started cursing at people, lunged at the woman holding a baby. The blow hit her, sent her to the lap of an elderly couple. He was out of control. This angered the drunk when everybody started running away from him, who went after them, grabbed a metal pole. It was a dangerous situation and the young student readied himself for a fight. Before he could do so, however, a small elderly man in his 70s dressed in a kimono, shouted, Hey! to the drunk in a friendly manner. Come here and talk to me. The drunk came over as if in a trance. Why should I talk to you? He said. What have you been drinking? asked the old man. Sake, he said. It's none of your business. Oh, that's wonderful, says the old man. You see, I love sake too. Every night, me and my wife, we warm up a little bottle of sake and take it into the garden and we sit down on an old wooden bench. We watch the sun go down and look at how a persimmon tree is doing. My great-grandfather planted that tree as he continued talking gradually. The drunk's face began to soften. His fit slowly unclenched. Yeah, I love persimmons too, he said. I'm sure, the old man said. You have a wonderful wife. No, my wife died. He gently began to cry. I don't got no wife. I don't got no home. I don't got no job. I'm so ashamed of myself and tears rolled down his cheek. As the train arrived at the student's top and he was leaving the train, he heard the old man sighing sympathetically. My, my. This is a difficult predicament indeed. Sit down and tell me about it. In the last glimpse he saw of them, the drunk was sitting with his hand in the old man's lap, the man softly stroking his hair. What he had sought to achieve by muscle, the old man had achieved 
with kind words. This story is about one word, empathy. Of seeing the world through someone else's eyes, entering into their feelings, and of acting in such a way as to let them know that they are understood, they are heard, and they matter. And that's what this Pusik teaches me. Ger because you know what it feels like. Ki gerim Why this command, the need for empathy, surely extends way beyond strangers. Right? Why does it say empathy to the ger? It applies to marriage partners, parents, children, neighbors, colleagues. Empathy is essential to human interaction generally. Why strangers? Because that's the one that we usually don't have empathy for. The further away, to have empathy for a spouse, for a child, for a neighbor, for a friend, but for a stranger... Right, but a stranger is even more distant. That's why we need a special mitzvah. We need a special mitzvah. Right? It even hints, he says, that's why the specific command is life so life changing. Sixteen. Not only does it tell us to empathize with the stranger, because you know what it feels like to be in his or her place. It hints that this was part of the purpose of the Israelites' exile in Egypt in the first place. Part of why we went down was to always be in a situation where we could identify and feel. You have been oppressed, therefore come to the rescue of the oppressed, whoever they are. You have suffered, therefore you shall become the people who are there to offer help when others are suffering. And so it has proven to be. The Jews helped Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, and Israeli medical team is usually one of the first to arrive whenever and wherever there is a natural disaster today because Jews feel for each other and for the world at large. And he quotes other examples of this. Indeed, he writes on line 40, and may be that this is why the Torah tells us there are fascinating... I'm sorry, I skipped. I should go back. He says he's written in other places that we are taught in the Torah empathy. This is kind of like what we said before about the Ganov. We're taught... We're trying... We, we feel sometimes empathy towards people who maybe we don't want to feel empathy towards. Hagar and Yishmael. Esav when he comes in. Right? Leah's feelings when she realizes that Yaakov loves Rachel. Right? All of these stories, sometimes we feel. These stories force us into recognizing the humanity of the other, the seemingly unloved, unchosen, rejected. Indeed, it may be this, is, this may be why the Torah tells these stories in this way. Because the Torah is telling us, feel for other people. Sometimes you don't act based upon it. But that's empathy. The only, on the bottom now, the only genuine nonviolent alternative is to enter into the pain of the other in such a way as to ensure that the other knows that he, she, or they have been understood. And that's the first step. That's the first step of changing someone else's behavior as well. And finally, the last thought for this evening, at the end. Back to Maimon Harsinai. Back to Maimon Harsinai, what happens? Moshe Rabbeinu comes down. He goes into the cloud. Like an Eishochelas. We discussed the Ksava Kabbalah on that Pasuk in the past. The amazing Ksava Kabbalah. Why Hashem is compared to a consuming fire. Um, but if you look at the last Pasuk. He goes into the cloud, goes up the mountain. He was there 40 days, 40 nights. Last Rashi in the Parsha. Betoche Anan, Anan Zek Min Ashanhu. It was like smoke. Va'asalo HaKadosh Baruch Hu L'Moshe Shvil Besocho. Hashem makes a path in the smoke. She made a path in the smoke. Says Ramosha Feinstein. Life sometimes 
is very foggy. And you can't see. You can't see whether it's learning Torah or Moshe is about learning Torah. I'm generalizing it. Ramosha says, Vadi am Avim Yelak Moshe Betocha Anan Mamish. Shaykh Shiyelah Onega Yoser Godol. Avala Kabanasha Torlo Nitna Shiyuchalaida Osa Bakal Der Kriaba Alma. You can't understand the Torah easily. Things aren't clear. It's getting back to what the first part that we said. Even now that Torah is written, it doesn't mean that it's easy. You don't have to work. You could buy all the Sfarim that you one wants. But without a Rebbe, without the connecting to the Mesorah and having a Melus to understand it, it's not going to happen. It's fog. Torah topics are foggy, and we need to find that shvil. We need to find that path in Torah. We get that by having a Rebbe, by studying, by working hard. That's how Moshe Rabbeinu was in a fog. But then he was able to find that shvil. We could generalize it and say, life often is a fog. We go into the Anan of life. Sometimes the Anan comes on to us all of a sudden. You know, all of a sudden it's foggy and we can't see anything. And Hashem just wants us to be plugging away and keep going. And ultimately we'll find the shvil. Ultimately, we'll find the path. Sometimes after a short time, sometimes after not a short time. But we have to recognize that Hashem is the one that created the fog, and Hashem is going to the one that's going to help it dissipate. He's just waiting for us to do our best. Okay, we will stop here. And again, today's shir was sponsored. Lirafua Shalema, Shira Bas Dvoralea, Shira Bas Dvoralea. Again, I apologize that the Zoom didn't work tonight, uh, but Hashem will try to get back to that next time. Okay, we'll stop here.